Damn, let's do this. All right, here we go. All right. Stakes is high. The Black Nerd Podcast. <laughs> We're back at it. First time in 2015. I'm your host, Troy Hunter, a.k.a. Tall Black Guy. And I'm your host, Terry Gant. Doc Midnight on the Twitters. And so we are live and direct, well, direct anyway, from Third Coast Comics up here on 6234 North Broadway, Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, 60660. Bam. We up in here. And it's been the first time we're getting it, y'all. But we, go, we got things to talk about in 2015. Some stuff we tried to leave behind in 2014, but we can't. Can't leave it. We can't. We can't leave it. We keep looking back at 2014 and like reaching down, like get on up in here, <laughs> get in this 2015. You got to do it because it's life. It's life shit, and life shit does not stop because of January one. No black nerd left behind. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. <laughs> we won't leave any of it behind. <laughs> see, a, a, see, if y'all got abandonment issues, we're telling y'all we're here for you. Right. We're here what for up? you. We're up. We're here for you. All right. So. What we're going to start off with, we're going to start with just a favorite of the show, Things We Like. Because we got a whole lot of shit we don't like, so, <laughs> like, you know, we, we, we done spent the better part of a new year being pissed off. So we decided we're going to start it off on some straight positivity. Positivity. Awesome. We're going to start with comics positivity, right up, right up front, right up front. We're going to do right. that. All right. Um, on a comics tip, um, I just got into Image, did a thing, the Humble Bundles, like, pay what you want right. for all these first edition joints. Um, I copped a couple of those because I haven't, like, I looked at my my image kind of repertoire. It was kind of skimpy. And I was, I just finished reading um, Alex and Ada. Okay. Um, they gave me a whole bunch of stuff that I haven't even downloaded at all. Um, but that looked pretty good. I, um, the, um, it's, it's. It's just it's just a, a bunch of different stuff, and I pay I think twenty five twenty twenty five dollars for it. It was I think it's it's, it's quite lovely right there. I, the deal's off now, but anytime a publisher says, "Yo, you get in on our stuff, low price," you know, especially when you pay when you want, um, it's a chance at least to go try to find something new, try to find something different. And that was some lovely. I found some found some stuff that at least at the very least I can load the uh, load my media device up. And partake in some of that. Um, I said, just finished um, Alex Nader. There's East and West, um, Elephant Men, um, Genius. A bunch of with Elephant Men now? Elephant Men was right. in there. Um, That's been out for a minute. Yeah. All right. So cool. they just they, they just give you like the first volume, sure. first edition, just like, you like this. That's don't true. You? They, they are throwing all kinds of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be new things. Yeah. yeah it's, it's new to you. It's new to me. Right. That's why I copied it. It was, like, it was something like 50 or 60 things. Um, it said pay what you want. I put twenty five down, and that was that was a deal for me. So I'm with that. I'm I'm, copy, I'm reading that. I'm reading that right now. Um, but since we're on positivity, I won't get into my other comics related we'll, deal. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get to that. But right now, the humble bundle with image comic stuff. That was my joint right now. All right. For me, if you're not, if you're a fan of comics that are like, I, I was, I, I just did a joint. Um, I did an interview on WGN Radio just the other night. In which I was talking about something Marvel's about to do, which is their Secret Wars project, which is like basically Marvel saying, if something was ever a part of one of our universes, you know, because Marvel has multi-universe, multiple universes, just like DC does. Right. So there, this is all about if something was ever done in our multiple universes, like uh, the Hulk being the maestro, or Arno Stark, the future Iron Man, or like Thor is a frog. If any of that was ever done, they're basically doing an event in which all those realities share 
part of one world so that like you could have all these things kind of happen at the same time. All happen at the same time. Right. Okay. So I was talking about that there, but it it sort of slipped my mind at the time that I was talking about it because I was being specifically asked about Secret Wars when I was mentioning that, when I was explaining it. But one book that's already out there that's had like four or five issues is Multiversity. Right. By DC Grant Morrison's I, new I sort of that. like eight plus issue uh, magnum opus of sorts, right? <laughs> Here's the thing with Multiversity. It is definitely using sort of a multi-universal timeline kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. But the really cool thing about it is if you're out there looking for comics that are not just about straight white dudes, you're going to get comics that are not just about straight white dudes <laughs> with multiversity. That first issue, it is hard to find a white dude even in the book. Right. I right? Like, there, there's, there's <laughs> two different universes that are basically sort of allegories for the Marvel Universe, and there's no white dudes in that in either. Like, it's like they... Grant Morrison decided diversity is a thing comics needs more of without excuses. Right? We don't want to give you black Captain America, black Iron Man, black Aquaman, you know, black Cyclops, black Wolverine, and black Hulk because it's February. Right. Right? <laughs> We're coming up. Right. We're, <laughs> I'm doing this because why the hell not? Okay. And because why the hell not in comics is largely probably the best damn reason to do anything. Do anything. Because no one can actually question your why the hell not. Right. Do it because ain't nobody else doing it, damn it. You thought to do it. So get it done. Like, Multiversity is getting it done. He's. He's touched on sort of like uh, the pulp era comics. He's touched on so uh, like uh, Alan Moore's Watchmen style comic. He's touched on like the the CC Beck type like you know Shazam kind of joint. He is really all over the place with this. Each issue is nice and concise with its style, right? Different artists, different style, and it's pretty good. And I'm also liking. So far, only the first issues of the shelves. Gail Simone's Secret Six, number one. It's a little different than Secret Six was the last time Gail Simone did one, but this is a New 52 version of Secret Six. So she's starting with kind of a, you know, the people in the Secret Six don't know why they're there. They're all like villains or, or, or creeps, but they don't necessarily know why they're there. There's sort of, sort of a mystery as to why that is. They're more or less, it's almost like Suicide Squad in a way, but that book already exists for DC. Right. So I can see where <laughs> you might need to make some kind of distinction. And... So I'm, I'm really curious where this is going, So, but I'm going to be patient with it, you know. Um, Burning Fields, number one, by local writer Michael Morrissey, uh, just came out last Wednesday. And uh, Michael was nice enough to come down, basically Boom Studio sponsored this guy coming through and hanging out in our shop for like a good half a day doing assigning books. And he's done a couple different joints for Image and IDW and Dynamite. He's writing a Planet of the Apes comic. He's writing a, like all kinds of things. This dude is like, if you're talking about writers... If you're in, in, interested in, in, in sort of like becoming a comics writer, okay. you need to find guys like this, right? Who are basically, they're not coming out of nowhere. They've been grinding for a while, right? And they're getting it done. They're just getting it done. They don't all have to, not everybody's going to be Ed Brubaker. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be Warren Ellis. Not everybody's going to get out there and even be Rick Beach. They're not going to do it. They're not going to be Neil Gaiman. They're not going to get out there and just like flip the table upside down in the writing world. But what they are going to do is give you solid story every time. And what he's doing right now is basically something, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's along the lines of like Jack Bauer meets The Thing. You know, John Carpenter's The Thing in like, you know, you know, like war era Iraq. That's kind of what he's doing. Okay. You know, with burning fields. Okay. And it's okay. nice. You know, okay. it's nice. It's like, so I would get out there and support that. I'm supporting it big time. So those are, those are three things okay. right there in comics going on right now that I'm kind of digging. All right. The only reason I don't have more more comics related things, and this is a shout out to Comicsology. Uh oh. 
Comicsology was we're, given. We're done with things we yeah, like. Well, we're, we're done with the comic <laughs> things we like. We're done with that. Okay. Right. Comics things we like. We're done. Comicsology. I would buy. I would put some stuff in the cart at work. I would get home, and my cart be empty. What? And then I say, all right, well, you know, whatever. So I'll be at home, put stuff in my cart. It's like I remember I had some stuff I written down at work. Let me get back. Let me buy this stuff at work. I get to work. Cart's empty. Like comicsology, what's going on? Oh, it's your work firewall. Come on, B. I work in IT, baby. You can't tell me I'm at home and put stuff in my cart and I go and log in the same login at work and it's going. It's, but it's if gone. you did it on Amazon, your shit would still be there. Because Amazon has somehow perfected this shopping cart technology. Because, no, it's because Amazon. They have, <laughs> Amazon's got like super spies Man, yo, sitting around navigating around your job's firewall Amazon, to get your dollars. Right. Amazon has <laughs> stuff in my shopping cart that I've left in there from 96. Right, right. Amazon's going to keep my Seriously. shopping cart tight. Right. Amazon still has a Jimi Hendrix CD <laughs> that I put in my shit back in like 2004. It's still telling me how the price is right. changing. Oh, the price is changing. <laughs> Just letting you know, the price has changed 18 cents since the last right, time you right, looked. Right, it's been like, sitting there oh, 10 years. Thank you, Amazon, but somehow that technology has not gone to its newest acquisition, Comixology. So, gas face to them, because otherwise I would have bought all sorts of stuff. I would have been up on Shaft. I would have been up on the Storm Joint. I would have uh, been up on... I would have been up on just so much-ish, it would have been hilarious. But Comixology sat there taught and typed to me... The reason I, you're having this problem is because of your work firewall. I think there's also a thing that I heard, and I could do some research on this, but I remember when when they when Comicsology got acquired, there really was something about there being a slight conflict conflict of interest between a a service that Amazon already had and Comicsology. There's something about in like in app purchasing and all that that went away, and I don't know if basically what what Amazon is going to eventually do is sort of force everyone to one platform. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Well, yeah, not... yeah, I know what you're talking about because they comics, you can't buy stuff from the Comixology app on iOS because Apple says every in-app purchase that you make, you know, if it's media, whatever, we get a cut. Right. And Comixology was like, nope, we're keeping all that, we're keeping all that paper. We're keeping that. So that's why they say go to the website, okay. buy your stuff, and then we'll automatically... Upload that, it to that yourself. Seems, that seems strange. Like your work firewall would be a thing that would prevent this from happening. This dude was reading off a script. Dude was reading off a script. Yeah. I understand it. Yeah, yeah. I understand Mike from Austin. I, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm good with that. But just don't. But see, that's impacted home because I've gone to digital because hey, you know, I only got so much space. Sure. The bookshelves and, and time and time. You know, stakes be. You know, I, stakes I'm, is high. Stakes is high. And I'm I'm riding the bus. I'm riding yeah. the train. Oh, let me pull out the iPad and read the latest issue of Black. Right. That's cool. But Comixology doesn't really feel like they should really take my money and give me this canned answer. So that's a gas what if, for them. What if you were downloading <coughs> it or purchasing it with the with the device? What if you put it in the car? You can't do it with the device because I have, I have an iPad. Oh, and that iOS, right. that okay. you can't actually run okay. the Comixology right. app, browse, hit buy, and have it download. Okay. Because that means Apple's getting the cut. Right. I'm yeah. like, nah, okay. be. Nah, nah. Okay. So that's the problem. If I had an Android phone, that'd be another thing. Right. You know, if I was reading it on my machine, that'd be fine. But like I said, if I'm at work, like, oh, and like my man is telling me, like, oh, did you read da-da-da? Oh, let me put that in my cart. 
Then I go home because I got my iPad ready to plug it in. Now, now, and this is the, zap. I'm, I'm pretending to be the help desk here. Is there anyone else at your job using work resources to download <laughs> hey, their hey, comics? Hey, IT like that, yo. You know what I mean? Hey, you know my man in fight, my man in accounting. Don't, don't be downloading that illicit ish because I know about it. But see me. Trusted no, with the network and everything, <laughs> we ain't got to ask some questions. But, but no, no, but, no, but, but is there? Do you have anyone at work? There's nobody. No, there's nobody else at work doing this now. Because my man, who uh, my man, like uh, yeah. I have a colleague who does the comic thing and everything. He does. He has an Android phone, and he does it. Oh, thing. I see. So he's not going. So from he's not doing. He's not across platforms. Same, yeah. He's largely just going straight to the device to read it thing, on. Yeah, he doesn't have the same okay. thing. I, he doesn't have the same you setup. Get, like get him to try it. Use him as a test case. I don't even know. Like I would, but at this point, like I'm just like I've missed out on this is like I'll four try months. It. I'll try I, it. I'm I have a Comicsology login. I will try this, and I have a Kindle, right? Yeah. And I have a computer. So <laughs> let me see. Let me see. What I mean, I can pull try up. that. Like I said, try that drunk. Like I said, move. Like buy, you know, put some in your cart, and y'all, y'all can try this too. Get at your people at Tall Black Guy on the Twitter. Right. Do that. And then come back and say and see if your stuff across, you know, networks and everything, see if your stuff stayed in your cart. Right. I don't think they figured this out yet. This is but, important. But see, that's why I'm not up. That's why, like I say, I'm I would have mad like I'm reading this, it's bomb. I'm reading this. So and so is great. Yeah. I, I but comicsology is give me gas face. Gas face. You know I mean? This is another reason. So I just started updating I started updating again my um Chicago Now blog, nine panel layout. I started doing this because last year when I was doing a nine panel layout blog, I and some what, of the topics. What that is that URL? It is nine panel layout. If you go to chicagonow.com and type in nine panel layout, you find me. But um, I don't have the actual URL because <laughs> I've actually posted this so infrequently that <laughs> I don't have the URL like in my head yeah, okay. already. Gotcha, but gotcha. my my blog is called nine panel layout <laughs> on chicagonow.com. Now. Here's the issue, right? I thought when I first signed up for doing this thing, I'd probably get in like, you know, two posts a week or something like that, right. maybe three, right? But it turns out I didn't. I only did like eight posts last year. And the reason why was because when I first started out, man, it was like gangbusters. I don't know how many people out there actually have this problem where you, you, you get this like highfalutin idea, this awesome thing you're going to do, right? And all the ways you're going to do it. And it's not that you get too busy to do it, but that you don't want to just post any old thing. Any old thing, thing, only old thing, right. Man, I was posting like distribution numbers and I was posting like, I put up like how many, like the demographics. I actually did once last year, actual demographics of uh, characters of color in comics on my shelf. I counted them, right? I did a demographic (laughs) breakdown, right? And I came to the conclusion that holy shit, there there are more people of color in comics right now than the national average, right? <laughs> They're like from what's on my shelves. Okay. With my 150 so or so like monthly titles on my in my shop here. I was doing shit like that. I did not want to post, I hated Guardians of the Galaxy and here's why. <laughs> right? A lot of blogs can do that. Expectations is high. Right. Expectations is high. <laughs> like I hate the problem there is, man, we do that on Twitter all day. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel like if I could tweet it or Facebook it, it's not really meant for that kind of layout. Because you want like a long form kind of joint. Like that, that was my idea, this, right? That was this my research idea. is my thesis right. on my joint. Yeah. Right, right. So it turns out that like <laughs> a, I think I did myself a little bit of a disservice though. Because it meant I wasn't posting anything, you know? Like, I'm telling people now, like, on, on the creative tip, like, if you want to be creative or you, you fancy yourself somehow creative and you want to do that, then don't try to draw or play music and set out immediately and attempt to be the best you can possibly be. Instead, 
Just get it Spend done. 30 just minutes it. a day at it just and it. just keep doing it and suck at it for a while because you can't help but suck. You don't know how to not suck. You aren't going to get around sucking. Ain't going to happen. Right. But a year later, you will see clear <laughs> progress from where you started just because you do this so much. Right. So my advice for like, you know, how to do the creative shit was not the same that I wasn't internalizing it for just how to like get a thought out. Right. For right. like for journalism, for example. Right. <laughs> right. Or for, for like on a journalistic example, it'd be like if I were going to do sports journalism, every coach I had to interview had to be like somebody with 900 wins or more right. in college basketball. Right. right. Both of them. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, that can't work. I will only interview baseball and players in the, the 500 are, club. Yeah, and the four that are dead, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> the four that are dead. I can't do it. Like, I can't. You know, it's like you, you see there's Derek Rose's brother walking down the street. And I don't want to type anything about Reggie Rose, even though he's walking down the street. Why not type something about Reggie Rose? Why the hell not? He's walking down a damn street. Right, Get it Reg, done. Reg, how you doing, yo? How you living? Right, how you living? So now I'm at like, oh, what the hell, man? I'm just going. I'm just going to be like, you know. Let's just get it done. Do right. it. So I, I did a post on Saturday um, that was largely all about if you are looking for something in 2015 to get into, there are here are three graphic novels for you to get into. I did that. Okay. And those okay. three graphic novels were Sex Criminals if you haven't done it yet. Um, yeah. And they were Wicked and the Divine, Wicked and Divine if you haven't done it yet. And there was another one, uh, Black Science. Ah, okay. If you haven't done it yet, okay. you know, that's basically what I did, right? Yeah, okay. Um, okay. I threw those three out there. There's other books too. There's lots of books that one can why. get, and I, I did explain why pretty much. Yeah, I give an elevator pitch. I really wanted to say get into Manifest Destiny again, but I've already you know written about Manifest Destiny in a previous Chicago Now blog, so post. So now that's my I'm I'm back. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, I'm, so, so I'm still trying to get my two posts in. All right, so what, I mean, maybe you want to like I know expectations is high. Expectations, you know, high. but I mean, just do one and then I know. and them times when you get to right. like right, like right. I run this shit, you know that kind of thing. And the truth is, like I run a comic shop, and I you know I'm trying to run like the best possible shop I can. It actually means I can't. In doing so, man, I've I've really upped my internet sales. You know, I've really thrown like some some effort at like selling on the internet, like just because you know winter's here. You know, like like <laughs> Chicago winter, <laughs> Chicago yeah, winter boy. is here. So it's sort of like your walk up is drying up, but I don't want to be bitching about the walk up in Chicago. Right, right. I want to be going. I want to be taking packages to the post office. Yeah. So that's also kept me off of Twitter as much. It's kept me off of like various things. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, that means when I go home, I need to be writing. When I go home, man, I'm chilling. You're trying to chill, right. No, I mean, right, right, right. right. Man, those TV shows ain't going to watch themselves. They ain't going to watch themselves. You know, that's what's up. So, there's that. <laughs> what else you got, big man? All right, all right. Um, let's see. All right, so, let's just do, like, media. So, we did the comic yep. joint. Um, I think for the, let's see, for the movie tip, the last joint I saw, ah, uh, I was thinking about like I just saw something on Friday, so I got something for that. I've not, I've not, I've not seen Selma. I've not seen Selma yet. Um, Join us up. Top five. Okay. Top five was hilarious, and I really understand because people keep asking Chris Rock, like, what you know, what are you saying with this thing? He says, I don't want to say anything. Right. I don't want this to mean anything, and this character does it. Like, I don't. This isn't that big of a deal. Like, I don't want you to psychoanalyze this scene or whatever. He says, look, I know a lot of funny people. I want to have like a loose story, loose plot. And I just want to throw in as many of my funny friends as I possibly can. And it's a funny movie. Doesn't take itself very seriously. Um, and it's fun as shit. And I've seen it twice. It's hilarious. Um, you got cameos. You got people who are doing stuff that not, you don't expect them to do. It's off the, it's, 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 it's a fun movie. 
Uh, saw it at Bruin View, which is a whole other thing. Okay. Saw it in the theater. Um, talked through the whole thing. Like, hey, this is the kind of movie you talk at. So because Chris Rock is in it. Because Chris Rock. Rock I mean, yeah. in a bunch. Like, it may as well be a Mike Epps movie. It's a. It's know? a. In, it's well, a hilarious. Let me. I'll take that back. No, it's, it's not Chris a Rock Epps. is in it. It's better than a Mike Epps movie. Right. Because right. Mike Epps got beef and like no, you know, Chris Rock ain't funny. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even comment yo, on that. I was just saying. Yo, I'm a comment in, in on my that hierarchy. In my hierarchy of dudes who shit I will deal with, <laughs> Mike Epps is not up that high on my list because Mike Epps is being Mike Epps in his movies. You know, Mike Epps being Mike Epps in his movies is kind of like Chris Tucker being Chris Tucker. A little goes a long way. Right. You know. Right. Mike Epps with a dude who's funny is funny. Mike Epps being the by star himself. of my movie. Ah, so yeah, man. I'm, I bet he's hilarious at the Chipotle. <laughs> he ain't funny in this movie, you know. I mean, Mike Evans is probably fucking killing it at the Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> if he's fucking telling jokes. But when I'm watching a movie with him, <laughs> so yeah. So this, I mean, this this all star cast. It's a funny ass movie. All right. So that's I really I've, I've seen that twice, pretty much very recently. So that's it is, I've enjoyed. It that. is funny that you say. <clears throat> Chris Rock is doing a film that says nothing and he doesn't want it to be psychoanalyzed because that is a perfect segue. Perfect segue? something that we were talking about, about a certain actor <coughs> named Anthony Mackie who, who said this something. Gonna, this is where we won't disagree. Who said a thing <laughs> that got psychoanalyzed to death, but he did say it, right? No, I mean, we're agreeing and we're disagreeing, we're right? right. I, I think we're both, wait. I think we're agreeing and disagreeing. Wait, wait. Okay, go, go. Right, okay, so here's the thing. Go on, right? go on. Right, right. Right. And, 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 I, and I'm only, and I'm only, my position on the thing is only different because I had an experience with, you know, at an event with dude's family, right? So okay. that's the only reason, like, I was okay. there okay. for a thing, okay. you know? So I, I, that's the only reason, like, I'm not saying I think he ain't the kind of dude yeah, okay. who would say some dumb shit. Right. I'm saying I have a little background okay. uh, as yeah, to where the I dumb shit you. might be coming from. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm Anthony Mackie. I'm right, just right, saying right, I know right. where it I, came I from. understand. Right, right, right. You know, I ain't the kind of motherfucker to throw somebody out the house, but I understand. Yeah, right, you right. Know. So, <coughs> Anthony Mackie last week was interviewed by the Grio, and they were asking him all about Selma, right, and why he thought, you know, Selma just kind of got, like, crapped on, you know what I mean? Right. Passed over, whatever. Well, why, yeah. why got official, on the, on the the official thing. On on official shit, right, right, right. So, right. okay, we all know what happened with that, and everybody named Mama got reasons why. Right, and my, Anthony Mackie actually—he gave like legit reasons, right? I understand. I accept that. Yeah. We've been talking about that forever. Yeah, but the thing that got people in all that was when he was asked about his stance on like or how he felt about social justice protests that happened in the latter half of last year, surrounding Eric Garner and Mike Brown and all this other stuff, you know. Um, and he said that he, he used a, an example from a conversation he had with his nephew, where his nephew told him he wanted to go dreadlocks. Right. And he, Anthony Mackie said to him, all right, you want to go dreadlocks, I understand that, but let's sit down right quick and watch a couple of episodes of the first 48. And then he said, in the first 48, everybody that you see who is doing something wrong, when they get busted, they're all like, you know, dreadlock teenagers basically out clowning. Okay. And then you see these guys basically catching hell. And then he, and I'm paraphrasing, went on to say, let's, can we talk about for a moment how to make you stand out as an individual Right, which I think is the important part here. Okay. Right, because when you get out there with your buddies and you having a good time and you clowning, and the cops profile you, right, pull you over, right. you won't know how to act when the police pull you over. Right now, that is in the interview. Okay. Right, he, that that part gets mentioned, but it is it's glossed over. People miss that 
because he basically said dreadlocks mean you're gonna get profiled because people who get who wear dreadlocks are criminals. That's where everybody fell on the statement, right? Now, the reason why I saw it kind of in the way he's talking about it is Anthony Mackie comes from like broke ass, like, you know, beat down New Orleans, right? That's his family. His family history is that. But Anthony Mackie and his brother, Dr. Calvin Mackie, are the two dudes in the family who basically became like, well, Calvin Mackie mostly became responsible for his entire family around Katrina, right? Calvin Mackie's a holding patents and like out there with PhDs and multiple degrees and he's right. an engineer right, right? He's, he's basically a, <clears throat> a public speaker of like incredible talent right and an engineer of incredible talent and when I what I hear when I hear Anthony Mackie say what he's saying to his nephew specifically to his nephew is man look let's say me and Calvin are on a come up right I got out of the hood right, right. I've gone off to Hollywood right. Calvin's Got his thing going on, right? He's been through it. Okay. But the fam is still basically kicking it in the lower ninth, doing or wherever. You know what I mean? Like, right. on the, let's say in a Chicago situation, you living on the west side, right? You're at Madison and Pulaski. You ain't on Madison and Pulaski, you know, just up and being a physicist and shit. You are more than likely up on the, at Madison and Pulaski with, like, the cats who are down on Madison and Pulaski. And when the cops roll up think? on you, right. given what's in the news right now and how cats is feeling, there's a whole lot of, you know shit that gets talked back and forth right. because you don't know how to comport yourself in a way that don't get your head smashed to the top of a damn police car. I think that's what Anthony Mackie is saying about his nephew. Because you may be a young knucklehead, we need to have a conversation about you not succumbing to peer pressure and being one of the crowd, right? Is the way I was taking it. Okay, that's the way you were taking it? That's the way I was and taking I, it. I was, I was looking at the joint and I was just... Uh, 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 because okay 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 my thing with my thing with not on, not only his statement but you came with the you know he said it blunt he said it you know he just said it he put it out there and but the truth is he said it so he said the, the, no, he words said the words you want dreadlocks <laughs> let's watch the fourth forty eight did come out of his mouth right but and he also loses points for saying he was misquoted and then right. they went ahead and ran right. back the interview you weren't they, misquoted nah big so, misquoted isn't what you meant to say. <laughs> You meant to say it's taken out of context <laughs> because you were talking about a specific situation but you then, didn't properly explain. Right, but then he had, okay. but, but then they put up the whole thing. It's right. like there's a whole there's here's the right. whole interview. Right. That's your context. Right. So you lose point he loses points with that. Right. So my thing with the if you want to be individual, whatever, whatever, then you don't hang thing is you still gonna hang out with the knuckleheads because you that's your crew, that's you your just crew, might. whatever, whatever. And the thing is our thing was is that the police don't give a shit. Don't right, correct. They don't give a the shit. Police if you do not wear... care. There is nothing. There is nothing about what you are wearing, or how you walk, or how you talk, or what you're doing that will stop a racist profiler from being a racist profiler. Not a thing. But and I don't. But I also don't think that was his point either. I don't think he was saying it won't get you profiled. I think he was saying, is it possible the only reason you want to do this is because your boys then did it, right? And you don't know how to act. Okay. I think that's important. Okay, you extrapolate a lot from me. I do, but only because <laughs> of this one mentoring thing I was at. Okay, right. Okay, with Dr. Calvin. Matt. That, that's the only reason. Because when you extrapolate all that, right. we were like, bro, I don't, I don't know how you got yes, I, from there right. to where you at. And it was Facebook when we were talking we were about it. Looking, yes, like, it was Facebook when we were talking <laughs> about it. And man, like, I'm when I go to Facebook and I and I'm talking about an issue, I will type. A, a man, paragraph. I will put, I will put eight hundred words into that shit. 
but it is not. It is too much if I have to go to 850 words because I got work to do. I won't do exactly that. I know I'm damn frustrating on Facebook for that very reason. It's not like I only well, said 20 well, words. You, how do you say yes. this and leave that there? What's yes? How that work? But yeah, the thing. See, that's what we were kind of extrapolating. Like, if you say that, yo, you know, you gonna hang out with your knucklehead. The thing is, what I don't want you to do is right. fall into peer pressure. Right. <clears throat> look like these cats do that whatever because that's a conversation I had with cats like <laughs> uncles and my dad growing up you know like when I was coming up like we talk about respectability politics being like we talk about it like it's a four letter word now right but we've all grown up dealing we've with respectability we've grown up politics with it. Yes. we've all had to grow up with it like the, the, thing, the thing is though is that as we've gotten older right then we figured out that shit ain't gonna save us it won't save us but it's the right conversation to have with a young peer not because it will save you, but because choices still need to be made, right? Th these conversations weren't had with me and my family because it would keep me from being profiled. It, they weren't had with me because it would change someone else's mind about me. They were had to make me think about what I was doing for myself, right? To get me a solid base to go from, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That's why these conversations were being had. But then, that's the way, at least that's the way I took okay, it because my hyper-intelligent I mean, weird ass, you know? Like, <laughs> But the flip side of that would have been you know, you need to think about this because that may that not not only that may save you, right, right. but then if you do this, the people who aren't doing this, they kind of get they kind of deserve what they get because they're not getting the stuff. That is get. that is the danger. The flip side of that is absolutely that's somebody could totally take it that and way. That's yes. why people don't yes. do the. That, that's, that's where responsibility become. That is worse than where, where it was almost what Anthony Matthews <laughs> almost implying <laughs> is that the cats. Who are who got their pants down around their ass, and and the dreads, and the big white baggy white t-shirts? They deserve what they got because look at them, right? That that is entirely yeah. the dangerous and other I'm side teaching, of that. I'm teaching my nephew not right. to do that, right? With the subtext of he won't be right get his ass beat because he's hanging out. He doesn't look like that. The other thing I find interesting though is <clears throat> while I have dreads now, I didn't have dreads as a teenager, right? As a teenager, I had some of every damn thing, man. I had, I had a high top fade. I had a mohawk. I had a high top fade at some point. You know, I did a job interview at damn to the end of my twenties with green hair. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was, a, I, I was telling my wife the other day that I was such a weird ass teenager. I, so I, I just became Facebook friends with this cousin of mine who like lives down in Dermot, Arkansas, where my the paternal side of my family's from, right? So uh, I just I just became Facebook friends with this dude. And we're catching up for a minute. He said to me. He said, yo, T, man, you still airbrushing? And I thought to myself, airbrushing? Damn, dog, I ain't airbrushing a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't airbrushing since I was like 17, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> damn, I forgot all about it. I used to airbrush with, when I was a teenager. With the Great America picture, Great with, America joints? Seriously, the... dude, like, like, like I, was wasn't doing, I wasn't doing that. that was I, was doing something, I was doing something weirder. Like, I mean, I was airbrushing like movie posters and shit. Like, you know, I would make up something like, you know, from my favorite video game, Defender. The movie, you know, and right. I'd airbrush on like Bristol board, like right. a joint for that, right? Like I was an art major in high school, but what I used to do, I used to airbrush my clothes. I couldn't afford like, you know, my favorite pair of shoes back in the day were those white Reeboks with the soft leather and like the tan soles. You know, joints <laughs> yeah. kind of like K-Swiss without yeah. the lines in them. Right, 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 they right. were just straight up soft white leather, no nothing. Right. Those are my favorite. To this day, I see them shoes in my sleep, right? The problem is, man, you, was, you wore them shoes for two weeks outside, right. and your great. shit started getting a little dingy, right? Right, right? So I used my airbrush 
<laughs> to paint them shits white again with the acrylic, right? I hit it with that that, that like that hardcore acrylic paint. Dude, I go over, give it a couple coats. Man, sit them shits on the radiator overnight. You couldn't tell me shit, right? I Because I was a broke teenager, right? I had to be like, I, man, I had to be tricky with my shit, right? So then I also used to have this pair of jeans that I would wear, my favorite pair of jeans, where I used to airbrush flames up one of the legs, right? Like my pants are so hot, they on fire, dog. Oh, Jesus. Now, my mom said, when she saw me doing these things, my mom would be like, Terry, what the hell are the mother kids going to think about you? What are people supposed to think about my son walking down the street with one leg on fire? And I said, they supposed to think that I'm talented. And how can they get a pair? If they come at me, I have my airbrush on the back porch, right? Give me 20 minutes, I got you. That's the other side of that, of that sort of respectability politics <coughs> are not entirely all about what the other things and not all about what white folks think of black folks. There's also about what black folks think of black folks, right? Code switching is real, oh, right? It has to be. There is a thing where I, the individual that I was as at 16, 17 years old, I knew damn well there were number sisters who were terrified to let me holler. They saw me coming and they were like, uh-uh, nope, I'm a, he gonna knock me up, I'm a three-headed damn baby. Like, not even gonna happen. No, Terrence Gant, you stay your ass on the other side of the gym class, don't come anywhere near me with your flaming ass pants, right? I knew that it was gonna put me in a certain sort of like social outcast kind of situation, which is where I, that's where I grew up. I lived on social outcast lane, right? <laughs> I bought a condo and shit. I had a two-car garage on that bitch. Right, social outcast lane, that's me at the end of the cul-de-sac, dog. Right? Because I I still had to like be that me that I was, right? right. But it, it meant that there were a whole lot of dudes who weren't fucking with me yeah. because I wasn't like them. I had a sister ten years younger than me, Miyoshi. She was the first person I knew who actually owned both LL Cool J's I'm Bad and Kumo D's How You Like Me Now and would play them shits back to back to like recreate the battle, like the beat between the two of them. Like, and I was like, hip hop, I don't understand, you know, because I'd be like, okay, where's my metal? You know, I'm playing Metallica back to back with Megadeth to recreate that feud, right? You know what I mean? Like that's who I was back then. Right. Know what I mean? Right, but that that was that was cold switch. That was, and, but you you got you if obviously understood like I. Right, but I was on like the wrong side thing, of the political issue. I'm on this. Thing. It, it, for an all black high school in the south side of Chicago, <coughs> kids are largely by the time you get to high school, they already know how to blend in. Yeah, it's not even a thing. I I blend in fine when I was in grammar school. By the time I got to high school, I was trying to figure out who I was. I developed slower than other kids. So now I'm like, well, blending in ain't exactly gonna happen. I'm blending out like a motherfucker. You know, like. But with on the hot, real, my hot pants. Literally. It wasn't. It wasn't the same as man. I would have. I would have done any number of things. I was airbrushing my Reeboks to fit in, right? Yeah. But I was airbrushing my pants to stand out. You know, that had to be a thing that I had to be taught. You know, that I had to embrace. That had to be okay, right? right. So respectability politics do go both ways. I was just on the outside looking in on the shit. Yeah, back you, in high yours weren't toxic, right? Your shit wasn't toxic. Like I say, this has become respectability politics. Now it becomes a vehicle to, you know, I got taught by my mom back in like my it grew is up in absolutely a way to separate. Survival. Yes, it, it is. is. It is a like, separate. It is a separating divisive <coughs> thing now. Yeah, where it is, and it's middle class. Go like the colorism thing. Like it can go all the way across. Where if you're this, you'll be okay. I but have. We going I have, out in I have the said many world times. Find out it's not. There are not a lot of things that a cat with his pants down around his ass can have a conversation with me about. We can only talk about belts and suspenders, dog. 
That's it. That's what that conversation is. We're going to talk belts and suspenders all day long, right? But if I see one of these cats getting done wrong, wrong is wrong. Wrong right? is wrong. You don't deserve to get hit in the head or no shit or choked out just because you look annoying, right? And that's what I refer to. Right. Like, that's what you, <laughs> that's yeah. where I'm at. It's I got, annoying. <clears throat> I got you with that. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, you... But that's the... There are a lot of people who don't draw that line. Right. All right. Who's like... I see that dude, he can't do nothing for me, he can't right. tell me nothing, and by the way, if a cop decides that he might have some weed on him, right. and he wants to roster him up a little bit, that's on him, because right. he asked for it, asked and for that's it. the problem that is it. of respectability, or respectability policy. That is it. You know, And that's where the toxicity comes you, in. You don't, so want, you don't want nobody coming to date your sister, looking like half these cats, but if they leave your crib and, and get gaffled up, and you know it's wrong, it's wrong, right? It's wrong, I mean, right. that's it. You know, but why a is of, it? A lot of folks don't get that. I don't like. Yeah, a lot of folks don't. So that that is the respectability. That's policy. that's that's what we. The other side too is a lot of times there's dudes would agree with every damn thing we're saying unless that shit comes out of the mouth of some like you know Harry Belafonte, Bill Cosby. You know when these cats start talking about it, it becomes generational, right? Like I don't want to really hear somebody in their seventies, no matter what the shit they went through in their life, telling me about. Having dreadlocks make you look a certain way. Right. You know, I'm a damn business owner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have dreadlocks. I've got a college degree, right? I don't want to hear that shit. Right. When, now, talk to me when you're a peer of mine. That's different, right? But a lot of people don't want it. Like, truly generational bullshit kind of catches like, man, I know that you had to drink water only out of a certain water fountain when you was a kid. Right. I get that. But see, I know <laughs> that if you're an athlete, you had to play uh, only in the Negro Leagues or the, you do the back of the bus shit. You know, I know. We all know that. Right. But there's a lot of times I grew up telling my mom, like, you know, mom, it's not 1961 anymore. It was 1985. But like, you know, <laughs> it was the last point in which any black man would time travel back to. <laughs> That's what it was. That joke never, never will get old. <laughs> that joke never gets old. That was day one for time travel. I say 80, 80, no, 84, 84, 84, for me, 84 for me was a good time. <clears throat> but that's yeah, that's the thing. Like you, know, you talk about Harry Belafonte. They come with the the subtext of y'all don't do this. You deserve what you're getting, right? And that's a damn shame because I did this stuff. I was in the Negro Leagues. I got right. exiled to France. I went through a lot of shit just so to give you guys a chance. And now you fucking it up, right? That becomes a problem. And then that's when when other other chickens come home to roost, especially in the case of Bill o, of old Bill. People like, you know what? We don't want to hear your shit no way. Not only that, but like when we're talking about what guys did to get the <laughs> groundwork for where we're at now, what these guys are never talking about is what the hell happened since. You know? There is a reason why cats are walking around with their pants down around their ass. There's a reason why they don't give a fuck. Right? No one ever talks about the cycle of shit that went down to make them not give a fuck. To make their parents not give a fuck. To make someone unable to teach them how to give a fuck. It ain't like, man... You had to get exiled to fucking France, and then now we just pulled our fucking pants down. They act like that's exactly where it is, though, right? They act like, damn, yo, like, um, you know, Bob Marley died, and all everybody wants to do now is smoke weed. Motherfucker, did, wait, really? It's not like that. Have you read a goddamn newspaper? You know what I'm saying? Now, it, it, it ain't that simple. But that's history books and shit, too. But then, right. you know, we had Reagan. So, yep. that explains a lot. It does. But um, Cosby was on during the Reagan era. Cosby was all on. But see, in, in respectability politics, and you talk about the stuff that's changed and 
And that becomes a kind of a wedge where somebody can get in like, yeah, I did all this stuff. Why y'all, what y'all doing that though? Y'all doing that though? And then someone has to point it's, out it's like. Cosby, it's Cosby starting out <coughs> saying, I did the Cosby show where Cliff Huxable is a doctor and Claire Huxable is a lawyer to show Hollywood that the black man and black woman could raise a family and be middle class and be upper middle upper class, class right. and, and, and have it come up and not be crazy. It, it ain't got to be good times. It ain't got to be what's happening. Right. Right. It ain't got to be Sanford and Son. We ain't got to be shucking and jiving. My comedy can be something greater than what Hollywood's been willing to show. It didn't take long for him to turn that attitude back on the people who the supported people him support. getting there. Right. And being like, how come all of you aren't like me? Right. How, right. Wh- why, you know, why don't you get up? You know, I'm up here. Right. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. That there. But wh- what y'all doing? That there is. You need to pull your pants. That's where the fucking problem comes in. That's, that's a major part of it the problem. It becomes a youth problem. Yes. That it is becomes, a major part of the problem. It becomes generational. And, yeah. then, and then we have people who we should be, you know, soldiering on with. Right. Like, all right, now nah, I can't hang with you no more. Right. Snoop and, and Dre are Snoop and Dre are giving you basically <laughs> a, a, a troubadour's tell of the streets. Right. Which is a lot of people were living that life. Right. And then saying, look, man, we're not all Malcolm Jamal Warner. No. We're, we're not Theo Huxtable, right? Right. I was closer to Theo. And even Malcolm Jordan Warner is like, even like all the kids and everything. Like Lisa Bonet went and did her rebellious right. shit. Malcolm Jamal Warner is on like music albums and sh- right. now. Keisha Knight pulling doing her thing. Like all these people are doing stuff that's like and they're comfortable. They're like, hey, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm, I'm enjoying it. What are that? And that's fine. I think creepy Uncle Bill wants a shout out for every damn thing they do, though. <laughs> He does. That, he wants credit. Just, man. He wants credit for it. He wants and to that's be on that joints more than Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just Tell your friends me the fuck out. to get with my friends. Right. <laughs> and we can be friends. That just creeps me it, right It is, is kind of creepy. He, want, he, he wants that credit. And, and, Damn. And you want to get, I mean, you want to give credit what credit's due. Like, yes, exactly. You provided an example like black people can be this. Right. Black people can be funny. And not be all, you know, because Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy was a counterpoint to him at yep. that point. Um, you you can't, you don't have to be dirty. You can love your family. Look, we have kids. And like, mom's right. responsible. Dad's responsible. They go to school. <coughs> they eat you breakfast know. in the morning. They eat breakfast in the morning. They got they got sleepovers and everything. And we sang songs for the grandparents. They and, ride the school bus to go and go to field trips. You know, we just, we do, you know, we, we sneak out to go to the, go see the show. Right. We're doing the same stuff. It was like, but... It comes back to something that I had to really get that a lot of this shit is really trying to let people know, let dominant society, white people, whatever, that we're human. That we right. have that we do the same exact shit. If you just don't fuck with us, right. we're gonna fall in love, we're gonna hate people, we're gonna try to do shit, we're gonna some sign sit and chill. We wanna do some you know, we wanna go travel, we wanna go sit at home. Right. We want to go fish. We want, you know me, and a lot of this is just a not enough emphasis is being placed on the fact that a lot of this, a lot of the the not popularity, but a lot of what we're getting to is we were three fifths of a human before. Right. What can we do to show you those other two fifths exist? I think it's almost like the kind of the, the, that statement of like. You know, <coughs> you can't change the mind right. of someone who's already determined, who's already determined like, that you're that you that you shouldn't exist or are non-human, right? I think it's really this is more about like I'm curious about a whole generation of kids coming up who just their general internet trolling behavior 
has now gone from clowning motherfuckers who happen to like cartoon X right. or read book X right. or play game X. It has now gone to straight up, I can say anything I want because I'm sitting behind a screen. I don't have to consider you human because I don't understand humanity. Like, that's where we're at with a lot of this shit online. Like, what cops do, who are, what, what cops who are wrong do is one thing. Right, but the conversations quickly spin out of control. Quickly, because now everyone's got a keyboard or a screen in front of them, and there's a whole lot of cowardly thought with no critical thinking whatsoever. No, right, being thrown back and forth. You know, let me jump in. And, you know, and this let, yeah. used to happen at a much slower rate back in the day, and now it's almost instantaneous. Yeah, right. It's it's wearing because nobody gets anywhere in any conversations because when brothers want to have a have a dialogue about the thing, you need someone on the other end willing to listen and understand. Yeah, right. The people that you are largely talking to are listening and do understand. The people you can never reach are the ones largely trolling the fuck out of the conversation. And they're loud as shit. Yeah, loud as fuck. They're like loud that as to shit. me is probably the biggest like detriment to actually getting anywhere. Right? You can talk all day long about like what happened to Eric Garner. Right? Right. But when you talk about no one being in, in, indicted, where the hell were the folks that were like, you know what, man? Okay, wait. Fuck this noise. Let's change some legislation. Let man, let's put let's put the the, the 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 profiles of cats running for election right now. Let's put them up and let's have them up, right? So that we understand what we're voting for come next election time. Who's with me? It never gets to that point. It's like, can you believe that shit? Let's flip a cat. All right, IKEA. Let's go to IKEA. You know. The thing is, that, um, because of respectability politics and everything, you got folks who are. I mean, there are people who are doing shit like that. Who are yep. doing legal analysis and everything like this? What we need to do, planning, all that good stuff like that. Thing is, these are people under twenty five, right? And these are people who aren't working. Like, yo, look at me, I'm doing the right. big thing. Then respectability politics jumps in when a couple cats get mad and like, I have nothing to vent on, right? Because I'm I'm either going to sit like I'm going to sit like Trey and Boys in the Hood and fight the air, right? Because <clears throat> I'm so angry, I'm going to go flip this car. Cause I'm angry. Oh shit! There's a camera on me. <clears throat> Look at those thugs. Right. And then everything. Then we hear Eric Garner's a thug. Michael Brown's a thug. You don't deserve to live. Right. They got what they deserve. Due process. <clears throat> like not, not. Yeah. You are denied. Your your civil rights have been violated. Right. You've been denied due process. Not only that, and you don't deserve to live. Now we're at. That's it. What they got was and coming then, to them as a human, as a human being, hearing that and like I, I dealt with this greater part of last year, to hear repeatedly, you know that dude deserved it. Well, why? I mean, he was he had his hands up, or he did this, or look at these forensics, look at these facts. Yeah. And like, no, 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 no. He was right. a thug. Right. Oh, he had no future. Dude was going to start college, but but so he was a thug. And 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 Come it's also on, not your job. It's not your job to determine whether or not <coughs> someone has a future. Yeah. Right. That isn't the way that works. You know. But this, you know, but the sound bites. You get all this stuff, and at some point, and, and this becomes a thing. Uh, this becomes self care. This becomes a thing. Like yep. I gotta tune out because I'm going to either rage out, right. or I I need to find somebody else to talk to. Like, yo, this ill shit's going on. I don't get it. I need somebody to understand this with me. I need to I need to talk this out because if not I'm gonna be in my apartment like Trey punching air. And this is where I think Anthony Mackie did the greatest disservice to himself, right? 
because that honestly is the core of the whole situation. When he was asked about that, what Anthony Mackie and other guys in Hollywood could do is simply say to people, look, man, we're with you, right? I tell my nephew, let's talk about how to not get profiled. That's one thing. That's right? one thing. We don't want you profiled, right? right? <clears throat> but I want you to understand that even though I'm out here making movies, I'm with you, yeah. right? That is a thing that a lot of people aren't hearing, right? The and only people what, yeah. that they're hearing who are with them are people kind of like them, you know? And that's an entirely different situation. Right. You know, when they're being alienated by dudes who are quote-unquote made it, right. right? People are separating themselves yeah. from them out in the streets. And that was that was half the disappointment with what, the, with what he said. It was like, dog, we... You showed up in Captain. We were like, "Yo, yes. my man is making this movie right." Here. Yes, we were like, "Go on, player." And then he opened his mouth. Right. Then he opened his mouth. And, I mean, uh, he opened his mouth for a complete year with nothing like that coming out of right. it. Right. I mean, he was. So about, this felt like an yes. aberration to me. I was like, "Wait, I'm, it's a good thing I know something about this dude's family because holy shit!" Right. Like what? Right. Because he was like the Wonder Woman joint was like I don't know why we haven't made a Wonder Woman movie. Let's. Right. I want my girl to have it. We were like, "Yes, you speaking that son? Right. Yes, you were with us." And then he opened his mouth and we went, "Oh, right. Oh, oh, come on, bro. All right. Come so on. now we've spoken with respectability politics, but what else we got? So let's see. I think let's see. <laughs> we touched on Cosby. We did. Um, fuck that dude. <laughs> totally fuck that dude. Um, he has some troubles right now. <laughs> um, you might need to send some chicks and roses. No, not even that. I mean, not even that. I mean, in his first little send, public appearance, he, he needs makes to send roses it, to women he doesn't even know. Like no. he should find random. Like, oh my god, this fucking dude. No, his PR shot. Yeah, he's his, his right. PR shot. His PR shot. The only thing, and I've had a discussion with this with my nephew and everything, who are not understanding what rape is. Yep. And not understanding what sexual assault does to a person. Right. And somehow we're getting around this bullshit definition of, well, if it happened on May 1st, why'd you wait to oh, yeah. November to report it? Right. And you go, bro, do you know what this entails? Right. Do you know the the same shit you're you're unbelieving from jump? Right. It's like the it's like the it's like the shit with the three fifths of a human. Yeah. You are automatically like this bitch lying. Off the bat. Or here comes another one. And these women who are human, who are not three-fifths, are like, if I'm looking at her, and she comes out and says, this dude did this thing to me. And you're like, that bitch lying. What impetus do I have to tell my truth? What impetus do I have to say, that happened to me too? Right. You are unsupported, my and I got especially like, for somebody like Cosby, who's like an actual major figure, major figure that nobody wants to like. Oh man, not Uncle Bill, <laughs> not Cliff. You know, it's like not this, Cliff. Is you, this is why you want Mister Rogers to still be around, so you be his ex Navy Seal ass Yo. just going punch Bill in the face like boom. If Mister Ro- if it ever comes out, Mister Rogers did some ill ish, I'm 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 gonna break. That's what that's what I'm just gonna do. You know, he was in the, he wore a sweater to cover his military tattoos, right? Did we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> and his mom and his mom made his his mom made his sweaters. Made the sweaters. And the only reason said he would say he was feeding the fish because a blind girl was, didn't know if he was feeding the fish, so he'd always announce that he was doing it. Like <laughs> all this stuff, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rogers was like penultimate awesome dude. So if it ever comes out that Mr. Mr. Rogers is knocking on Bill Cosby's door, like Bill, can we talk? Open the door, Bill. Yo, I mean if undead Mr. Rogers wants to do that, that's cool. Undead with me. Mr. Rogers is coming to just <laughs> 
taking Bill outside. That'd be that awesome. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. And that's <laughs> half the pre- reason why people are like, why are we taking down our our black father figures? Like, I remember call them for what they are, man. Like, you, you don't, you can't see this. God damn it! The reason everybody keeps this shit inside is because someone is out there protecting some dirty fucking preacher or some actor who did wrong out in the club or some athlete who's their meal ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, you fuck that. Like, stop. Yeah, and that's the, like, the Effie Mackie thing. Like, if you said, I can't be in Hollywood and rail against the dominant, you can, right. but you're going to have to get used to not getting that call right. all the time. Sure. But you got to be true to yourself. And right. that's where a lot of these people, a lot of kids, like, Say this, yo. This is bullshit. That has cost me four million. Right. But I got fifteen more. So ah, whatever. But I lost four, whatever. Cool. You got kids out here. Just I just want to go to school, come back. I want to hang with my people. I want to play video games. I want to go see the show. I want to ball. Whatever. Fine. I think on the Anthony Mackie thing too. I might not have even said <coughs> shit. So there were two places on Facebook where this came up. So you had posted about it in the thread. You or Kedra had posted about it, and Kedra's Kedra's our girl. Who should have been here tonight, but who knows? We gonna she gonna she coming through. She's she, robbing a bank or something. She coming. So um <laughs> the, the thing was I saw it in two places. I saw it on one dude's thread. Um he's 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 a he's a cool dude, but one of his friends, they were talking about Anthony Mackey's film career. Like they were dogging his film career because of this. They were like, that dude's always been in some bullshit movies. And I was like, first of all, man, everyone that you have ever liked has been in some shit you didn't like. Right. You know, that's how movies work. That is exactly how they work. And then somebody was like, <laughs> he was Papa Doc in Eight Mile. And then I got to be like, yeah. And Papa Doc was just like pretending to be real, but went to a private school. Anthony Mackie's been this way forever. And I was like, wow. I felt like Ice T. It's called Acting yeah, Ninja. <laughs> the fuck are you? Wait, what? You think what I'm it? You think I'm actually that person? Wow, really? That was, that was Bill's And thing. that's kind of what made me post. To begin with, like, y'all, hold on. Disagree with what that dude is saying for whether you understood it or misunderstood it, but you're on his whole film career is being okay. about... that's janky. That, what? <laughs> really? Okay. See, we would at the very least, we were just taking his... We were looking at his words. We weren't trying to dog his career all that. That motherfucker <laughs> said he was Papa Doc in 8 Mile. That should tell you everything. That should tell you everything. Wow. <laughs> wow. So okay, I guess I guess Cube's career is completely illegitimate. For are we there yet? Like a baby, a baby boy, baby boy. Oh my god, what a creepy movie! <laughs> god damn it, I forgot all about baby boy. <laughs> Good. That was creepy for everybody. Else. Forget, Big Rain's creepy as shit. Forget about it. Forget about it again. Creepy as hell. <laughs> all right, movie I saw recently, uh, Birdman. Okay, I saw Birdman. I saw the pre- preview for the joint. Yeah, I, the, I'm gonna say right now, the only black dude in it is a drummer, right? <laughs> Who's basically doing the, the whole score is this cat playing drums to the shit. Which uh, I, it, it, I, somebody was telling me they, that she saw it. Uh, Betsy, Betsy saw it, and the movie, the, the score drove her ape shit. It just, the, it, she called, she thought it was pretentious as fuck. I didn't mind it quite as much once I was really getting into the movie. There are only a few parts where I was like, really? But if you, it's it's nominated. And I don't do award shows, but I'm glad I saw this movie because not because it deserves an Oscar for being this fucking like it's like the Godfather or something. Like, it ain't that. I'm glad I saw it because I really think we are forgotten in our nerd culture 
We've, we, we quickly forget, because of how great the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, we quickly forget that overall, by its very nature, the comic book movie franchise has to have a, a, a dawn and a dusk, right? Okay. Like, it, we are going to hit that dusk at some point. Marvel announces a new damn movie, it seems like, every three weeks, right? A new movie. Like, they will announce a movie next week, like, without fail, they will announce something that does not deserve... To be a movie. To be a movie. You're about to go see Ant-Man, America. Ant-Man. No, you're not. Right? Like, Marvel thinks you're going to go see Ant-Man. They're counting on, because of all the way you cast responded, because of the way you responded to Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy, they think you'll see anything. Because the culture now says comic book movies didn't start until the Marvel Cinematic Universe happened. We all right? know that was bullshit. It didn't start until the the fucking, like, Dark Knight uh, trilogy happened. Right? Because Superman never happened. Right. We have forgotten. We have forgotten Michael Keaton is Batman. And Michael Keaton is Birdman. He is basically, this is where it's about it. He is, do you know the premise behind this shit? Uh, explain. The- okay. The premise behind this movie is <laughs> Michael Keaton plays an actor <coughs> who was, was, was doing his thing in Hollywood until Hollywood came calling, asking him to do a superhero movie. Right? He becomes Birdman. Birdman gets a whole trilogy of joints. Michael Keaton makes a shit ton of money. And he is Birdman. And, and he has, like, a, a some kind of super scream and, like, mechanical feathers and the whole nine, right? Hmm. Until Hollywood passes him by for, like, different types of superhero movies. His shit's considered now corny, right? He is now passe. We, we have forgotten all about this dude. No one is tripping on Birdman anymore. So he has gotten it away. He ain't making movies no more. He done broke up with his wife. His daughter done gone to rehab. He has straight up hit the skids. Right, we ain't. We, that's we, what skids mean. That, the skids, skids, man. Is when your wife leaves you and your daughter's in weehan. Well, skids means or, now or you gotta go. Now you gotta go do like <coughs> a play written by your actual like writing idol on Broadway. You're trying to get this Broadway joint done with basically your money, right? Like you, you now have to do legitimate theater, theater. if you can, but <laughs> you are failing at that. Right? You saw everything about you is fake, dude. You got fake teeth. You wear a toupee. Your whole shit is just gone. But here comes like Edward Norton's character, who is still a young hot something right. in, in the world of acting right now. And you need that dude in your movie. Yeah. I mean in your in your play right. to get motherfuckers yeah, to really show up. Right, right, right. Right? Like it more than that happens, but I it was fascinating. The best part about this is what my man is this washed up ass actor who used to be a, a, a incredibly like banked up popular superhero Birdman is a voice in his head telling him all the time fuck this joint man these people don't know shit the fuck do they think they are let's get the fuck out of here and go fuck some hoes you know let's go make some real money let's get back at it let's go make Birdman 4 the reckoning you know like the voice is always in the back of his head and he is constantly telling the voice to shut the fuck up he can handle this he's doing this but the voice is always like who does that bitch think she is doesn't she know we're Birdman?" you know like it's hilarious when that shit happens is it intentionally hilarious you can't he's tell. going off the rails so deeply that you see him point to an object and the object flies across the room like he's got telekinetic powers shit right <laughs> But it's, he's actually throwing the object across the room. He just doesn't think he is. He thinks he's using his powers to do this. Oh, Jesus he's going crazy. I thought this shit was great. And the only music in it is just this, my man playing drums. 
Like throughout the, the whole shit. time. Just like straight up Art Blakeying the shit. Right? He's just like, you know, just giving it the TS monk, you know? Like that's the soundtrack, right? That's the soundtrack. Two hours. For two hours, right? That's it. When he's walking down the hall, it's like all oh, hi-hats. <laughs> you know, when the drama's building up, then it's... It, right. You know, like, it's cool. Okay. I didn't expect this shit. Right. Okay. You know, and every so after the movie comes along, it's like, damn, what the fuck? Like, memento. Yeah. You know, a movie told backwards. You know what I'm saying? Who the fuck thought that was going to be a thing that would work? You know what I mean? Like, I liked it. So, and I, ain't, I don't see a lot of movies these days because... I ain't got time. I got time. You know? But shit, man. Me and the wife had a date night. We went and saw Birdman. Zai. All right. Go see Birdman. Give it right. a shot. Word up. Word up. You know? <laughs> I didn't go see Selma. And largely, I didn't go see Selma. Ah, man, there might be some other cats out there who feel this way. But I felt like I grew up living Selma. Because, man, if there was somebody in my household who was more than 17 years older than me, that's all they talked about every time we got together. Hey there, young man, what you doing right now? Oh, reading comic books. Oh, yeah? Are, were they made by black people? Are they about black people? Are they about the struggle? Is that a Malcolm X comic? No, no, granddad. This is, it's, it's The Defenders with Dr. Strange. Oh, Dr. King! Dr. Strange, granddad. Dr. Strange. You, you know? Like, no. I, so I didn't... I, every time I see a commercial for Selma, I just put my head down like, damn. I, I can't do it. I get that. The thing is, that I'm going to see Selma because I, I want to support. I've been warned already that apparently it it not even tugs at the heartstrings like the, the shit you see coming, the drastic shit you see, you see coming. Yeah. So you prepare for it. Um... Not really, you know, there's no no Malcolm X change going to come scene where, okay. you know, that kind of thing where you just like, you know what, I'm just going to cry now because right, right. I know what's coming. Um, so that kind of shit. So, and I want to support um, um, uh, Ava DuVernay, who's the director and all yep. that, okay. is unapologetic about not giving a shit. And I love that. Okay. It says, I'm not making a white savior movie. I'm interested in telling people stories. Um, so the fact that you have flawed characters, you got characters that don't do the right thing all the time. Right. You know, and like we were saying, we just want to show two-fifths, the other two-fifths. Right. Yeah, like, two guess what? We fuck around. We do the wrong things. We do the right things. Sometimes we do the right things for the wrong reasons. I think half the time we've been talking about that whole two-fifths, three-fifths shit. The people we were talking to are motherfuckers who can't wait to, like, download the next Tupac mixtape. You know what I mean? That's some annoying shit right there. Why am I explaining? I'm constantly explaining like our humanity to motherfuckers online that I know damn well if like a dead rapper from the 90s right. puts out a new mixtape, you motherfuckers can't wait to go and download that shit. Somebody, James Baldwin, who I'm, I'm get back, getting back into now because James Baldwin told this shit back in, way back in the day. James Baldwin says it is not, he says, I saw like some dude was straight up, he had called some kid on the street he, he called him like he, not even a nigga just like some coon baby some old archaic tarpaper <laughs> like, shit he goes straight straight to like deep south Georgia. Yeah, straight to plantation okay. shit right. and he put he said he walked away singing a Stevie Wonder song he says the dissonance was very right. apparent to him there you go but it made no it, it totally was totally fine to that dude so I'm gonna go home and watch do the right thing now. cause that's <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch Do the Right Thing. I'm going to go watch that movie again. 
Because that is, I see that so many times. There's cats who are like, Mike Brown deserved it. There's two sides of the damn thing. Right. Right? Two sides of it. But then want to talk to me all about like how great a football player Richard Sherman is. And how, they, how much they admire Richard Sherman and his outspokenness and his great play. You know, like, wait a second, man. These two sides of the same coin, baby. God bless America. You know, all right. And that's what's up. So, stakes is high. Stakes remain high. And this is actually, I think the first show, we actually, we did more of the social-ish. Because stakes be high out here. Stakes be high. And see, and hopefully people will listen and understand that we are not three-fifths. And that we got some various stuff going on because this is life shit. I'll tell you about the three-fifths thing, too. Because <coughs> as uh, now one of two black comic shop owners in the country, <laughs> there, is a, there is another one. Uh, because someone I know uh, who was working at a comic shop has, has, has bought the shop that he was working at. Uh, my man at uh, Brainstorm. My man, Sean. Uh, so there's two black comic shop owners in the United States of America. And we were both in Chicago. Right. Think about that for a minute. So I've been doing this for a while. Right. So Third Coast Comics has been open for like six years. And whenever I go to like trade events and shit like that, where it's other retailers and distributors, you know, right. distributors, publishers, I always get this thing where like I can tell that there is the image of what the respected comic shop owner looks like. And it's not me. Right? So, largely, it affords me an ability to basically slide through like a ninja. Invisible man. Right? Straight up. Invisible it really man. does. It really does. Because people who see me there don't, don't realize think it's who I am. Right. Right? And what I do. But I'm there with them. Meaning, we're both here. Right. Right? So you, I'm there with them. But you, but you must be just going on your way to go somewhere else. Obviously. I was at an event... I was at an event, like, and, I, and this is like, I, I think about the business a little differently than some other cats, right? And it might affect how my business works a little bit, but like, you know, or how fast I develop or whatever. But I'm doing this largely with like, you know, straight up, I'm not doing it with bank loans and things. You know, I'm doing it with my money. You right, know? Right. I'm, I'm, the house is not going to waste the house's money. You know, As the, there's only one house. Right. And, and it's cash comes in at a certain rate. Right, right, right. Right. And so I'm keeping it real like that, right? I was at an event where I paid a decent amount of money to, to table at this event, right? And there's two retailers standing there, like, as we're loading in, loading out to, to leave this event, right? And it's an event where I worked hard as shit. And once I really did all the math, it was absolutely not worth doing this event again. Like, a reasonable retailer, a reasonable retailer would have to look at this and go, there has to be special circumstances under which I will waste money at this again. event. There are tons of people there, lots of people, but not lots of people spending money the Clear way it makes money. it right for the retailer. Right, and these two retailers are having a conversation where they go, "As far as I'm concerned, you're not really a comic book retailer unless you do events like this," which is like, "Wait, what kind of clubhouse bullshit is that?" Like, I know y'all didn't make any money here, right? You know so, what I'm saying? So they, I know the figures now. They have figured that figures is the appearances are better than figures. Like, appearances are better than figures in a way. Right, it's a, it's like it's a message to all of us young up and coming comic shop owners at these events. We don't belong, you know, because we do the numbers too, yo. Right, you know, we run our businesses differently than you, which is why it is that there are women in our comic shops. You know what I mean? Which is why the industry looks different when you're in our shops, right? But I found that to be like, man, y'all, you 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 don't realize I'm standing here, right? <laughs> Because you don't expect me to be one of you, right? Right. But I'm listening to what you're saying, and all right, y'all just got the peep game. You know what I mean? That's how it is sometimes. They want to see you as only like you know three fifths of a human. Show them. 
You know, show them the other two fists. You know what I'm saying? Right. In their damn faces. Dunk on that ass. Give them a face full of crotch. <laughs> some Marshawn Right. That's what you do. <laughs> but see, the thing is that that gets exhausting. It does. That, that gets exhausting. And so pick, we, pick your shots. You, you got to pick your shots. That's the thing. You pick your shots. You got to pick your shots. And you really hope that somebody's going to pick going like, yo, you know what? It's good you're going in right now on that. Yeah. Because I, you know, I'm feeling that right. Th- I'm feeling what you're doing right there. I feel, as opposed to somebody going, right. you really wasting your time. Right. Thanks. Appreciate right. you. Right. Appreciate that. All right, you can go and move on now. I did have an African dude. I told you the story. I had an African dude come in here and ask me what kind of shop I had. And I told him a comic book shop, and he walked in and was like, "Why? Why not something useful, like electronics? Electronics? He said electronics are fruit. You know what? What are you doing comic books for? What is that? Why? What is really?" Yeah, Nigeria. Yeah, see, I, 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 <laughs> I will stop you before you start. I will stop you. I. But, but on that artist tip, actually, yeah. this um, this um, with the uh, French uh, satire satire magazine, the shit with the uh, yeah Charlie. Facebook, yeah. We are Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we are Charlie. Yo, yo. I got thoughts. I got thoughts because as somebody who, de- who did cartoons, like yeah. who did editorial stuff, had the ability yeah. to to offend and whatnot. Yeah. My thing was is that I'm trying to illustrate the situation. I'm trying to illustrate the situation in a way yeah. that somebody gets. Right. If someone goes well, <clears throat> like they somebody pull out this Ralph Bakshi quote that says, "If you're not offending somebody, you're not you're doing illustration. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, now you're not you're not doing satire." Right. You're now just drawing a picture. But then the thing, the, the then we come to think about punching up and punching down. Yeah. And the thought that, you know, you can have, and people, it broke people's brains to think that you could say, I don't like where this was. I don't like where this was. People shouldn't have died. Right. People, but you, you gotta, you know, we're good. You know, we should run Muhammad cartoons all the time just to show the terrorists haven't won. We live in a country where the whole, depending on what the terrorists went at, right. changes every week. It does. Changes. Entirely. It'll be, you know, the terrorists win if you don't go see the interview. Right. But let's not have Seth Rogen go, oh, you know what? You know, you people are really, you know, this American sniper, you people are really like gun hungry. You liberals need to shut up. Right. Oh, now we don't like free speech now. You were all about free speech when it offended somebody else. Yes. But. Let me not come at you. Then you got the guns out. Yeah. You know, kicking the door, waving the full four. All right. Here's what I think we got to do. I think let's let's catch this one for right now. <laughs> and the next episode is the art episode Ooh. where we talk about that okay. and other forms of political art. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Et cetera. Because stakes, even in the arts, is still high. <laughs> it's still high. All right. All right. Let's do that. All right. So, we're going to wrap this joint up. I have no idea how long this is. Oh, cool. It's an hour. Um, <laughs> like so, internal time. Right. I don't even. I, I lost track. So, this has been episode Stakes is High. Pretty sure we're on episode four. I think it's episode four. I think it's episode four. I think it's Stakes episode four. is High. The Black Nerd Podcast. The Black Nerd Podcast. We just gave you a whole lot about life. Life shit. We gave you life shit. Right. right now. Shut up. We gave you life shit. We appreciate y'all listening and everything. Um... So, I've been your host, Troy Hunter, a.k.a. at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters and pretty much every other media joint there is. 
And I am Terry Gant of Third Coast Comics, <laughs> 6234 North Broadway, Chicago, Illinois, 60660. And I am at Doc Midnight. Or if you want to just get at me on like stuff that is about the shop, comics, whatever, I am at 3RD Coast Comics on Twitter. Word up. And, and go and plug your... your, your... Yeah, your, uh, your oh, column joint again. All right, so I, I'm doing a uh, ChicagoNow.com uh, has it's basically through the Tribune. So ChicagoNow.com, I have a uh, blog there called Nine Panel Layout. All there. right, so do do a search for that joint. We don't know the URL right off, but I'm I, I imagine it's I'm like more than likely it's Nine Panel Layout.com slash Nine Panel Layout. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, you know? Yeah, more than likely that should be that. And it, you the first. Eight posts are on some straight up, like, you will learn things about the comics industry. And after those eight posts, it's just going to be me talking shit. Just to get more posts out there. <laughs> because tw- I'm going to go home and post some shit before I go to sleep. 2015. That's what we're right. doing. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Because some stuff we, we couldn't leave back in 2014. We had, like say, because shit don't change because just a January 1. Right. I'm a, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home. I'm going to do a blog post about something I just pulled out of a comic book long box. That's what <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. A friend, Betsy. Betsy's doing a what's in the box. She's got a what's in the box thing for her blog. I'm gonna just re- reach in the box, yank something out, and be like, "Let me talk about this comic right here." <laughs> I got no word. I got no word. But we gonna check y'all later on. It's the All first right. time. We gonna check y'all stakes. Remember, remember, stakes is high. Stakes remain high. Ranks remain high. I'll let y'all.